Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will be discussing Who Leads the Leader, an article by past Grandmaster of Washington, Alden H. Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Today on the Working Tools Podcast, we have three quarters of our usual crew. Uh, one is Jared is having some technical difficulties, but um, I'm Matthew Apple. I'm a Mason member of Mill Creek Lodge number 243 here in Montlake Terrace, Washington. We have very worshipful brother David Colbeth, who is a member of King Solomon Lodge number 60 in Auburn, Washington. And worshipful brother David Chung, who is a member of Prince Charles Lodge number 153 in Kelowna, British Columbia. Oh, welcome, Stephen, even. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, did I get Steve, your name wrong? Stephen Chung, that's okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, sometimes I, I I'm David it's, Chung it's and sometimes been, he's... I'm yeah, sorry. It, it's uh, only been a while. It's so good. Yeah, you know, it's been a little while. It, it's not like it's not written right in front of me when I read it off or anything, but you know, I apologize. Worshipful brother. <clears throat> I, I, so with no that, problem. I'll just mute myself for the rest I, of the podcast. And then you know, the I don't know how many times I've mispronounced your last name anyway, so I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's just, you know, yeah, that's it. It's a running you know, joke. Karma guys, coming back at me. <laughs> exactly. It's a running joke with the guys in my area that there's no R in my last name, but people always want to say Cole Birth or Cole Breath. It's just, and so <clears throat> they, they call, some guys call me the pirate because I say, there's no R. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-pirate. <laughs> so, well, okay. Sees how, <clears throat> you know. We have to talk about reading. I'll uh -oh. join you guys with this uh -oh. next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now he's getting know. serious. Well, you know, you can't read things. Well, it's easier to read things when it's such fine print. And, and, uh, you know. <laughs> there's a little bit of shuffling in the background there, Steve. I don't know if, there's a, if your mic is on your desk there. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I put the papers right over top of it, of course. Yeah. 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 You know. It was good. Let's so in an effort to get this train back on the tracks here, <laughs> today the article we're discussing is Who Leads the Leader, um, which was written by, as I said earlier, Alden H. Jones, who's a Grandmaster of Washington in, I want to say, 1983? 75 looked, 76. 75? Oh, well, there you go. I looked it up written, and then I promptly the, forgot it, apparently. The article is written in 83. Ah, that was it. Um, so, David, this one was your published. suggestion, so I hereby officially punt it to you. Uh, <laughs> what, what made you choose this article? Where'd you find it? What's up with that? Yeah, so thank you, Matt. I, I I was I'm a frequent reader or enjoy the short talk bulletins, and this was volume sixty one, number three from March nineteen eighty three article. And when I was reading through it, I realized this reminds me the notes I have. It reminds me of of a show we recorded recently about the speed of masonry and the idea of the progressive line and the quality and a lack of lodge leadership as our own fault. Really, if you know, if you look at what is leadership or whose leadership. Uh, it's it's really our own fault because we just assume that we're going to put a guy in a station and he's going to progress automatically and magically become a leader when really maybe he's just somebody that said, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> or he, he just he was the next guy that says, I'll do it or I will. So the article starts off with a series of questions, and that's kind of how we're going to 
start off here if you want. So the first question is, what is a leadership? So I went to the the holy grail of information, of course, Google, and looked at the definition. So the definition of leadership is the action of leading a group of people or an organization. Eh, sure, that was leadership. It's simple, but that's what normally we think of leadership. And then I decided, let's, what's some of the things that describe leadership? And I really like these. Guidance, direction. Not so sure about this one. Management, but yeah, there's some management involved. A lot of times I think management and leadership get crossed and people think management is leadership, and really it's not, in my opinion. Organization, orchestration, I really like that one. If you think about a, a conductor in an orchestra, he's not out there blowing all the horns and stringing, you know, strumming all the strings and beating on the drums. He's just guiding them and helping them through the process. And then influence, and of course, a very Masonic word, superintendence. The master's guard charged with the superintendence of the craft, which essentially is another form of leadership. So what do you guys think? What, what's, what is leadership? Well, <clears throat> leadership, I think, you know, you, you covered that pretty good as to what leadership actually is. But the paper is really who leads the leader, right? So not so much about We'll, we'll get there. Is, oh, we'll oh, get there. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> so to that point, if we put we we put guys in line because they're usually the guy who's willing to take the role and and then naturally progress, and then we hope that he becomes uh, knowledgeable in the craft and learns the lessons um, that are there to be absorbed. Uh, as he goes through the chairs and progresses through the line and eventually becomes the, the worshipful master. And then we, and, the, and then we find out he really didn't. Right. Well, this is really about, you know, who helps him, who leads the leader, because uh, this happens, I think as a regular practice in, in most lodges that there's uh, everybody's just naturally pushed through the, the natural progression of, of the line, regardless of whether or not it's helping prepare them uh, or whether or not they're showing their uh, preparedness or that they've learned the things to be the leader, right? Um, and quite often, uh, you know, they're not. Or, or, and in some cases, uh, you know, like, for example, I know a lodge, that they put a guy in and uh, they parachuted him in midway in the line. And um, then they pushed him through into Worshipful Master. He was not a ritualist. He didn't do memory work from memory. He read everything that he ever had to perform. And when he showed up at his installation and got installed as Worshipful Master, he brought in a... a, 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 a three inch thick binder and put it on his podium and it had everything from uh, the opening ceremonies to uh, visits by dignitaries to you name it. If it was in a lodge meeting going to happen, it, it was basically the ritual book on steroids. Right. And he, in his opening address at the, at his installation, um, 
made it quite clear that he was not going to be doing memory work, right? You know, the the work from memory, and that they that he had made it clear prior to that, in so that there was no doubt in anybody's mind he was not going to be doing memory work, right? But that he could, he was organized and he could lead the lodge, and he had the leadership skills, and <clears throat> in true fashion. He did have the leadership skills. He did lead the lodge. He uh, he made a term plan. He executed that term plan, and uh, all the functions went off without a hitch, and so on. And yet, he still received criticism for not doing the work from memory. Right. So, but he did lead the lodge through his year. But what do you what do you consider? What what is leadership? separate from even from the lodge ritual or lodge functions and things, what, what is, what is leadership like in your civilian world outside of lodge? What do you think? What is leadership? Um, we talk somebody, about guidance and direction and somebody who gives, somebody who gives proper instruction, who follows it through, who uh, sees that you have the tools to uh, do what he's asked you to do. And, um, and then uh, if you don't have them, he assists you in getting uh, prepared, properly prepared. What do you think, Matt? What's, what, is, what is leadership? When we think about, the, again, the idea, the overall concept of leadership, whether it's civilian or political or I don't want to get into political stuff, but when you think about a leader or the li ideas of leadership and the leadership traits, what, are, what is a leader? What is leadership? It's probably not a great thing. These are things I should think about before we start talking. Um, it's probably not a great definition or anything, but it's somebody who has a vision and can motivate people to moving toward that vision, mm -hmm. I guess is how I would say it. They, I know back, back in my military career, one of the guys who worked for me to, used to say that it was the getting people to do things that they didn't want to do. That, that was his definition of leadership. I, I wouldn't go quite that far, but it's, it's along those lines. That you, you have a, a vision, a goal where you want to be, and you motivate others to, to get there. Yeah, very similar. In my, in my military experience, my squad leader, immediate guy in charge, not the higher up, but he would say, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. It's a little different twist. The, he, maybe he didn't want to do it either, but he, he, you know, he wouldn't ask you to do something that he wouldn't want to do himself. So it was a very direct, and that, I think there's different leadership. You need to have different leadership at different levels too, right? If you're in a, a lower squad level or a lower individual level, more of a manager or supervisor role, there's a different leadership style than you need to run the entire company or the entire division or an entire lodge. Probably, so it doesn't. But 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 the paper isn't about being the leader. It's about it who leads the leader. No, it's about right. It's, it's, and, it's, and so it's about it's a, that. It, it, well, I, it touches on it for sure. It has to. But um, who leads the leader is uh, it, it, especially it, it's a very pointed question especially when you talk about Freemasonry, because um, we, we all talk about, you know, the past masters that haven't learned that, you know, once they, you know, to the ranks, they, from, from the ranks, they rose to the ranks, they shall return. Um, and they haven't learned it 
that lesson, right? And we'll get there. We'll get there. We're not. All we're not right. quite there yeah. to the who's lead okay. leader yet. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Just like with good movies and good things, they quote a single line to give you the title of the movie or a title of the song, <laughs> but it's it may be a tiny little piece of it. So yeah, technically it's about who leads the leader, but really the who leads the leader is the last section, right? And and you're right, Steve. They talk. He does talk about who who should be expected to lead the leader or who's qualified to lead the leader. But the rest of the paper is really about general leadership of the lodge and and management, unfortunately, good or bad of the lodge. So, like the next section, he says, well, "Next question: What what is it? What is responsibly expected from the lodge leader? What should we expect reasonably from the lodge leader from the master?" He he talks about prompt opening, opening, closing of meetings, proficiency in opening, closing ceremonies. Courteous reception of visitors, mm -hmm. considerate mm -hmm. attention to candidates, orderly, harmonious disposal of lodge business, informative special programs, community projects and public ceremonies, Masonic encouragement and inspiration of the brethren. I guess, you know, if I had been given this list of expectations as a new master or as a new junior deacon or senior deacon or steward or even a new, just as part of my master mason development, expectations, it would have given me a new perspective, things that I might need to work on and prepare. Well, yeah, I, prompt opening and closing and proficiency in opening and closing ceremonies. Yes, that's kind of an automatic. We think we do that as Masons a lot. We, we talk about proficiency in your degrees and we want you to do quality ritual. And yes, those are important. But what about the consideration and attention to candidates or reception of visitors? Do we really teach guys how to how to welcome people well if they've paid attention then yes if they you know if that's, we're putting it we're putting it on them are we are we teaching them how to do now you're now we're <clears throat> now we're, we're delving just a little bit into the who, who leads the leader right so we like you said earlier past masters or senior members are we teaching them or are we just expecting that they're going to learn well <sighs> That's a catch-22. If you've got an active uh, mentorship program, then you have an officer's coach. And then you should, that officer's coach should be, if he's doing his job, uh, coaching these guys as to what to pay attention to and learn um, in, their, in that particular role. So that hopefully they are learning some of the things um, as they go through the chairs. Like, for example... Proper reception of visitors. Um, when you go into the role of senior deacon, that's that's your role. Um, and, and well, in our lodge, it is anyway. So the senior deacon, junior deacon, are responsible to receive the the uh, distinguished visitors, open the doors, do the greetings, and and so on. Um, and so, as the lodge officers coach, at the beginning of each year, you go through with each officer and let them know what's expected of them and they should know these kinds of details is to you know pay attention you're in charge of doing these things so um you know maybe next year you're in charge of doing these things so you might want to be watching the guy ahead so that you're properly prepared for that chair that's how we do it in our lodge before they've gone into their chair they've spent the previous year observing the, the next chair so that they've hopefully learned what's involved and what needs to be taken care of. Um, because most lodges, 
they have annual events, you know, like we have an annual uh, outdoor meeting uh, with a barbecue. It's a big event. A lot of people come, you know, we have an annual um, table lodge meeting. We have, you know, these regular events and the <clears throat> junior wardens in charge of the, the stewards. So they're in charge of the food, whether we're in lodge, out lodge, whatever. So that guy should be coaching those guys as to what to pay attention to. Right. So that next year when it's their turn to do it, they're properly prepared. Right. And they're not floundering. Right. Um, you know, one, one time we tried to do this living book thing and it got passed down from, from, uh, uh, or it stayed in the officer's chair. It got passed down to, to the next guy as he came along. Uh, but eventually one or two would get lost and, um, you know, then be starting over again and then it kind of petered off. Right. So we went along with the lines of you've been prepared the previous year to do this job, uh, except when you're steward, cause that's where you start. Right. Um, but as the stewards, the stewards are watching the inner guard and then the inner guards watching the the deacons and, and they're watching the chair that they're going to advance into if they progress so that they can assist them so they can learn. That's how we do it anyways. Oh, I, I feel obligated to bring up two things. First thing is uh, a, the, uh, the, in the, whatever it is fourth paragraph here, the one that begins with our selection of officers, it's the best line in this whole article. In my humble opinion is that the, uh, uh, the master was originally appointed to the line because of his regular and early attendance in our meetings, plus perhaps <laughs> his ability to make good ham sandwiches. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You get to be the steward, and eventually you're the master, and it all started from the the ability to make a good ham sandwich. But I, I that just tickled me. I laughed for a little while over that one. Well, because they always start in the steward's chairs, and uh, you know that requires exactly. making sandwiches and uh, serving alcohol or or uh, tending the. Uh, kitchen right so yeah yep. so, but on, on a more serious note they i so i am not a great ritualist i'm an i'm an okay ritualist i'm better than some i'm i'm worse than many um the but i credit what i some a fair amount of what i know from actually just paying attention in lodge there is a striking amount of that you can learn if a lot of people for various reasons sit down and they go, okay, lodge is going to open now. And they turn off their brain until after the, whatever the, the, the flag ceremony or whatever it is. And then they turn their brains back on again and re-engage. And the, just by paying attention to what's going on around you, not even the ritual necessarily, but the, the duties, like you were saying, the stewards watching what the junior warden is doing or, or et cetera, is just being there and having your eyes open is sometimes half the battle. Yeah, well, that's why we encourage our our, uh, our master, our newly made master masons, not to um, take a chair, not to um, get too too involved in other things other than just becoming a, a member of the lodge, becoming participating and and being active and paying attention in in the meetings, right? Um, and we find when we like we used to be encouraged to take guys and say, Hey, you know, give them a chair right away. Give them a responsibility, a reason to come to lodge. Right. And um, the problem was, is they would get focused on that particular task that they were um, put in charge of. 
And when that happened, they weren't paying attention to anything else, right? So that's why we always think it's now it's more advantageous to have them. And particularly it was mass mason at the time because we were not allowed to do business in any other degree. Right. Uh, and so we couldn't, now we, now it's different. We can open up in the end of apprentice degree and do business. Right. Um, unless it's a vote, then it, then it requires being in the master Mason degree. Right. So um, when it, we found, we just found that they had a much better experience coming into lodge um, and had a much better understanding of what happened in lodge when they sat on the sidelines for at least a year or two, right? And just attended Lodge and, and be, became a brother and, and melded with the group, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, yeah, I'm of the opinion, yeah, you give them something to do, but something small, whatever. You may put them on the, some committee or something. And then, so there is that hook. But yeah, during the meetings, let them, let them soak it in and encourage them to soak it in. And I don't know. Well, I mean, if you, if you, you, as you guys know, cause you paid attention and, uh, um, is when you, when you're sitting there, all the, all the, um, the ritual work of opening a lodge, it teaches so many things just in the opening ceremony, as you go through the description of the chairs, et cetera, and the little pieces each guy has, right. Um, so much to be learned that way, just by observing. Yeah, for sure. And, but the, also the critical piece is to, to talk with that new man about paying attention. Sometimes we just assume because we are, or we were maybe told or whatever that we should pay attention, but to talk with them about that, see how he's doing that, see how he's doing that or, oh, or yeah. give, or that, give them that's some why action. we sit, that's why we sit them with their mentor in the, from the mentorship program. When, when a new member come uh, is in lodge for the first year, he doesn't sit by himself. He sits with a mentor or a past master if the mentor's not there, right? But yeah. I know that's not happening in every lodge. Yeah. And we don't even have a true mentor, real, at least not officially by Grand Lodge standards anyway. Some lodges may have some kind of a more direct mentorship deal, but um, but not not a, it's not official anyway. I don't know about you, Matt, if your lodge has an official mentorship program. I thought, I thought some of you guys has adopted the six-step program. Well, six steps stop it stops at the petition. No, 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 no. That that's all. There's no, there's no seven. Member- there's it's no seven step. Mem- no, it's a whole membership program. It's not just six steps. Six steps to initiation is just part of the program, right? It, it's not. It's not a, a thing on its own. No, that's that's uh, yeah. You're, uh, what we've tried. What I've been working on is the Masonic Development Program. That framework that includes the six steps is the first part of inquiry, and then moves through the educational pieces and I'm not going to change this topic wasn't about right. the development program, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, I, I'm hoping to implement a little more mentor programs. So this paper really addresses the things like more like more so like when somebody hasn't been properly coached and, and, and gets through to the end and was not properly prepared. Right. And it talks about then who leads them. Right? And, and so the other funny thing that I thought, and we're getting kind of close to our segment here, but maybe we can talk about it or we can lead it into the next question is it struck me that, and I had to laugh because he says it's kind of a tongue in cheek statement. This guy, this new guy that said, Oh, I'll do it. Or, 
great makes a great ham sandwich as matt says <laughs> he's he's sitting he's kneeling at the altar surrounded by visitors and brethren depending if you're open and closed installation and he's obligated to agree to 15 paragraphs of charges and regulations and not a single word about leader or leadership is ever mentioned in that obligation <laughs> isn't it kind of crazy again we just assume that these guys are automatic leaders and and then we require that he attend grand lodge meetings when required but immediately give him an out by adding on uh, on convenient occasions our yep. immediate past grand master chris kaufman what isn't isn't that the section he wanted to remove no was that it's cameron i think wants to do that the current grandmaster isn't it well no, chris wanted to remove something about that the master didn't have to or was it the secretary there's something he wanted to remove but something like that something about this yeah, it was the, it was that you didn't have to. It was to attend the grand law annual grand annual communication and all communication meetings when yeah when you, yeah. when convenient yeah yeah on communication and so I, I had to laugh at that I thought maybe we should have get we should have got past grandmaster Chris on to talk about that but it is kind of funny it's nothing nothing in masonry is new yeah <laughs> and then yeah, he he's also you know he said and then we are as a when with the, the final element of his obligation, we crown him the crowning gesture. We tell him he's now to be installed as master of Temple Lodge, ABC Lodge, in full confidence of your skill and capacity to govern the same. And then spend the next twelve months grumbling because he's not a leader. <laughs> Isn't it typical? It's so typical of what we're doing, and and how again how we expect this guy to automatically be a leader. So. I think we're pretty close to the end here and I'll let Matt wrap up and we'll dive into the next series of questions. Uh, why isn't lodge leadership automatic? Sounds like a good topic for our next conversation. <laughs> so uh, with that, uh, on behalf of David and Stephen, not David and David, but David and Stephen and, and myself, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, please again, let us know what your, your thoughts are on our topic and the conversation. I know if you get two Masons in a room, you'll get three opinions on leadership and Masonry. So please let us know what your opinions are in the, in the comments. And uh, we'd be happy to, happy to uh, talk back and forth with you about it. And with that, uh, again, on behalf of Stephen and David and myself, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.